everyone. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Food Fitness Family Podcast, episode three. It's your host, Caleb, uh, Blank Slate Fitness, also owner of Body Shop Gym. We got my man, Marcus, Thriving Life Fitness. How are you doing today, Marcus? Doing wonderful, man. Hell yeah. Well, you know, as always, if you guys like us, you know, leave us a review. Let us know what you like. Uh, if you don't like us, shut up. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Uh, you know, but if you do like this, share us all to your friends, coworkers, uh, anyone who you think may need some help. So, you know, with that going, let's kind of get things rolling. Uh, Marcus, how was your last seven days, man? Last seven days have been good. Uh, I uh, got off the phone with a client consult earlier today. Then I just had my my uh, weekly Zoom call as well with my clients, which was always nice to be able to see and connect with those uh, those clients of mine. But aside from that, though, nothing nothing too crazy. Um, looking forward to this coming Monday with the, the Chiefs game. I've, I took off on Tuesday as well for next week, so I can kind of sneak nice. in and get some stuff knocked out and whatnot. Uh, so that's kind of what that looks like. I'm also very excited. So next Wednesday, I will be doing a uh, – I'm sponsoring a it's, a it's a charity event. Um, I don't know all the details of it, but I'm super, super excited. Uh, one second. Boss just came down here. Uh, so essentially what it's going to be is for, for breast cancer, breast cancer awareness, leading to uh bra couture. Um, it's a, it's a local Kansas city, um, charity who helps underinsured under, um, underfunded, essentially women who cannot afford the, their treatments for, for breast cancer. So I'm super excited to be a part of that and get to go to that, uh, next Wednesday afternoon. But anyway, man, how about, how about yourself? Dude, that's what's up. Yeah, uh, it's been a good week, man. I, uh, you know, signed a new client. Let's see, Monday. I had two more consultations tomorrow. Um, it's been a pretty normal week, man. Just getting work done. Uh, I have a pretty difficult uh, gut health case I'm working on right now. So um, we had to have a Zoom call about that with her, see where we were at, um, talk, kind of talk her down off the ledge. Uh, we got to go over a stool, like a, uh, a stool, not sample, uh, Stool test though. Yeah. Yeah. Stool test. Holy crap. There we go. So we got to go through that. You know, that was fun. So just constantly trying to learn, improve. Um, it's my peak week. You know, I have a show this weekend myself. Um, uh, so just trying to survive that. I feel like every day as my activity goes down and my food goes up, I just get more and more tired. Uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, we're going to rock this out. I'm, you know, hopefully going to sign these two clients tomorrow that I have consults with and just kind of go from there, man. It's exciting. And, and that's, yeah. that's a lot of work you got going on with, with peak week as well. Um, you know, I always try to schedule as little stuff as I can, but obviously with business, I mean, business calls and yeah, gotta, man, got to answer and, and take care yeah. of business, but, uh, yeah, stay busy. I, yeah. When someone reaches out and they're interested, you know, it's, uh, kind of got struck by the iron's hot, you know, I don't like make, I don't like making them wait. Yeah. To, I try to get yeah. them as soon as possible. Well, well, yeah. And, and especially because if somebody's thinking about that, like it, it's very, that that feeling can kind of fade away after yeah. more about it you're like oh, i gotta make actual changes with this like in the moment it sounded good but then an hour goes by and you're like ah, i don't really know if i want to give things up quite yet or you know make those changes but um yeah yeah definitely so taking advantage of that how are you feeling with peak week uh you know i feel good you know kind of this you know you, you go through this like mental battle where um you know one minute you feel great and then the next minute you feel like you look like shit so you know it's like as you're as you're food's increasing you know you go from looking arguably your worst to like a little bit better and then a little watery and then it's like you're just in your head mm -hmm. uh so today i'm posing between every meal to help food shuttle um but as much as you want to look in the mirror i just try not to look in the mirror 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Just coast on in and, and trust what my coach is doing because I know he's good. Um, and then, but you know, I had to shave my entire body today. Good God, dude! I'd rather do an hour on the stair mill than shave you, my body. You, you got a big body and you. I am hairy as I was shit. Say, you got a lot oh, of hair as well. Yeah. Yes, man, and like. I like the Clippers cut my butt cheek and then yeah, it's uncomfortable, I, man. I have, I have like this horrible razor burn in my armpit. Like, I, man, I just thought it'd be hairy and fat and gross. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At least you're not fat. At least you're not. Yeah. Fat. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the shaving process of it though, because I'm not even very hairy like at all. And I you even need to shave. Yeah. I do need, I mean, I, I got enough on there. That's not going to look good with a tan, but not enough that you would even really recognize it. Um, I generally stay shaved everything pretty much year round anyway, but man, I hate doing it, especially with that. Cause you're like, you can't miss anything. And then now I understand it when girls are always like, like they don't want to get goosebumps after they shave. Yeah. It hurts and it grows back. And you're like, ah, I just shaved. Now I got to shave again an hour later or the next day. Yeah. And, uh, well, and then I had to like exfoliate my entire body to get it ready for tan. And then I had to moisturize and oh, God. And then I like, I put alcohol in my armpit to help it calm down. So that felt amazing. Does that, does that, uh, does that actually help? Cause I get, my skin is also very sensitive as well. So like sometimes I'll break out like in my quads or I'll yep. break out definitely like in my armpits and that'll be bad. And I just look. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I actually got that from the barber shops. When I first started shaving my head, every time I would shave my head, I would get horrible razor burn, oh. uh, like agitation, my like, and I have very sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so every, but every time I would go to the barber shop, I was fine. Um, so I asked them why it, why it hurt and then what they went from there. And, uh, after they're done, they spray you down with rubbing alcohol and then they put like, I think they use like olive oil. Um, but I, I just use like a coconut cream or I'll use like my lotion, like from the men's line of like bath and body works or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it like sears and like heals, like all the abrasions and nicks in here and there. And then you put lotion on it, smooths it out and you don't have any problems. So next time that happens. Yeah rub like just put some rub it rub it off on your hand rub it down yeah put lotion on you won't have that issue okay cool cool that, that's yeah. good because I've, I've always struggled with that uh but yeah and then so on top of it because since you are in peak week and whatnot and getting ready i mean getting your body ready and everything else uh you know i always struggle when it comes to traveling for a show like i yeah. hate traveling for a show you know peak week's already stressful show days already stressful you gotta you know cross t's dot all your eyes and whatnot but then doing that on the road as well you got to make sure you have everything because even if you can get stuff on the road when it comes to your meals you want that stuff cooked and ready to go so when it was so whenever you get there you're not stressed about that and yeah, you also want to yeah. keep stress down low so more things you can do during that week leading up to it is obviously more important but it just creates a, a really tough week yeah you know you just got to take more than what you think you'll need so like i think tomorrow i'm going to cook like eight pounds of chicken five pounds of beef uh, I'm going to take my rice cooker with me, nice. you know, right. Rice cakes, rice, crispy treats, mm-hmm. nut butters, oils, just whatever you think you need. And luckily this isn't our first time traveling. So, you know, we, we know we need to bring our own towels, our own bed sheets, like things that maybe uh, a newbie wouldn't know to need. Um, so luckily like Tatiana's really good. I can just kind of tell her like what I need and she'll get it around. Um, and then I'm responsible for getting like my food, my supplements, you know, everything like that. Yeah. You got air conditioning where you're going? Uh, I mean, I'm in the host hotel, but better at it. All right, cool, cool. Because I, I, I've told you about, like, on our IG Lives and stuff before, about the uh, my experience of Minnesota without any air conditioning and, and the heat of 
heat of May uh, and being in the attic of the the nice Airbnb we were staying at, but with no no air. Well, I don't know what's up with Omaha, but like I booked one Airbnb, it got canceled. And then I booked another Airbnb, they canceled. And I'm like, screw this. Or, or so we just stayed at the host hotel. So yeah, everything's at the Hilton. So we'll see how it is. So that's, that's yeah, that's gonna be yeah. It, it really is, man. All the tannings there, check-ins there. Yeah, it, it's nice. So, but yeah, man. What uh, you know, we kind of talked about mine. So today we're gonna, you know, kind of dive into Marx's prep that he just finished. Um, you know, it was kind of a quick, brutal one for him. It was actually our first one working together where uh, I coached Marcus through it worked closely together. Um, so we're just going to kind of get into that. So, man, so I'll kind of let you uh, lead off and kind of go from there. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, in, in the spirit of food, uh, fitness and family, you know, I like, to, I like to start off by talking about, you know, as a competitor, um, it's, it's a very selfish sport um, or at least it can be. And it's very, very hard. hundred oh, percent. It's, it's so hard to balance just every aspect of life on top of literally executing every little part of your your health aspect, you know, your sleep, your, your stress management. Those are two huge, huge things, which are sometimes the first thing to go, but it's the most important thing you've got to control yep. during, during that prep. Uh, but so on top of that, though, like I said, it's, it's having those, those, those conversations with your significant other way ahead of time before you even dive into a prep. So like for me personally, I like to look where do I want to be at in two or three years and kind of work backwards. So actually a couple of years ago, you know, we got married in 2020, bought a house in 2020. I was like, I'm not doing it then. I'm not going to do it do it during, you know, during, during that year, 2021, I thought about doing it. Um, but we wanted to travel a little bit more. I was like, all right, do another year of family stuff. And I knew coming into this year, I wanted to compete this fall. And so then, you know, in the springtime, and this is the, the reason why I'm giving kind of this backstory on what happened earlier this year is because that leads up to why I did a seven week prep for this show right here. So essentially we were doing uh we were going to Mexico at the end of May and I had been doing a long off season. I mean, honestly, a couple of years and whatnot, it's probably weighing about 175, 180. I wanted to get lean for Mexico, knowing that I was also going to Europe, that I also want to be lean for at the beginning of July, knowing what I wanted to do this show right here. And so it was September 10th, I think is what it was. So I had these multiple different phases and checkpoints along the way for the spring and summertime that I wanted to be lean for. So I started cutting down for that, that, that uh, May trip to Mexico and did a little eight week mini cut, probably shaved off, t- you know, 10, 12, 15 pounds. And then I maintained that after Mexico came back about the same body weight, looking good, feeling good. Uh, maintained that, um, probably around 3,300 calories, give or take, um, going into Europe, knowing that in Europe, I was going to be under eating on protein and really just not even caring about my macros. Like that was probably the first time I've had a stretch of more than like one day where I was like, whatever I eat is whatever I eat. Dude, it's crazy. Like, you know, cause we just booked our trip to Europe. They, they just like hardly protein. No, it's, 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 it's wild over there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that the different countries you visit over there yeah. are a little bit different from place to place. Like when we were in Italy, you had a lot of protein choices when it came to like fish at lunchtime and dinner time. but mm-hmm. breakfast, they don't eat breakfast. They eat coffee and a, and a, and a croissant. Like it's delicious, yeah. but I'm like, I need a lot more than that. Um, yeah. So actually, yeah. So when we got to our, our Airbnb and Amalfi, I went down to the, the fish market day one because we were going to be there like five or six days. And I bought, I don't even know how many pounds of like fresh tuna from the little market down there. And luckily we had a little kitchenette. So I was able to cook up, I don't know, uh, half a pound to 10 or 12 ounces every morning and just start my day with a lot of protein. But that was really hard to do. But so anyway, we get to Europe. I enjoy that for a couple of weeks. And then, um, and I think it was right before I left. 
Um, you know, I I've worked with a couple different coaches in the past. I've done my own preps and stuff before as well. I always need a second pair of eyes anyway, but also as a coach myself, I want, I want to learn different methods to the madness. And I want to see, you know, how, how does my body respond to this and this and this, uh, but also how can I take that into working with a client, even though I don't train competitors, I can still pick up different trades of it. But so ultimately I was like, you know, I'm, I'm see Caleb every day. I, I know that he knows exactly what he's talking about. Um, and then obviously just kind of, you know, feeding into that, that relationship and, and part of the gym as well. And I thought that'd be awesome to be, you know, have my coach at the same gym. So I reached out to you, or I didn't ask, I didn't reach out to you. I asked you about two weeks before I went to Italy. I was like, Hey, I'm a, I want to do this show beginning of September. Will you do that prep for me? I understand that I'm asking a whole lot. I'm coming back from a two week vacation, just seven weeks before that show day. And that's, that's, a, that's a whole lot. What, what was your first yeah. thought when I said that as, as, as a company? I mean, I was pumped that you gave me the chance because, you yeah. know, like, you know, it was very uh, a natural relationship. Like you just started training at the gym. We started talking more. We started doing more like Instagram content together, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, it makes sense that it headed in that direction. But at the same time, I was I was straight up with you. And I was like, I mean, I'll try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do my best. Like, yeah. I can't guarantee it's going to be the best ever, you know, seven weeks. But like, we'll yeah. give it a hell and go from there. Just don't hold it against me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, which I knew that as well. And, you know, I've had, I hate when a client comes to me and says that, hey, I want to hit this number in the next four weeks. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't know your metabolism. I don't know your body. I don't yeah. know what, what you've been doing prior to this. Now, at least me, like I was able to give you, this is what I did. This is what I did here. Yeah, now that's one good thing. Marcus, Marcus is very organized. So he was able to tell me where he had been at, uh -huh. uh, what he had been doing. And I think another thing that really helped is that this was the first time that Marcus was told exactly what to eat instead of just hitting macros. Um, so I think we were able to get his meal timing down a little better, keep majority of his carbohydrates around the training window, and then go from there, which I think people really underestimate how much of a difference that can really make. Now, towards yeah. the end, you know, we let you get a little more free with your macros um, because there wasn't a lot to go around. Uh, but I think at the beginning, you know, that really helped. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, ordinarily how I generally, and especially in the offices and whatnot, how I try to time my meals a lot is I want to eat a bigger meal at nighttime. Like I want to be looking forward to a bigger meal. I want to go to bed fully satiated and not hungry and craving something. So I usually like to save that, but no, it was, it was a definitely a great experience with it. Um, and you know, I've done, this was actually my second time doing a seven week comp prep. The first one that I did, I did on my own. Um, and I got diced up. Like I got extremely lean but it was, it was a seven week. I, I did a yeah. very intense carb cycle Crash. approach. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it was tough. I, I lost some muscle mass uh, for as, as one would expect in that short amount of time, especially doing it a much more intense way like that. And I came in super lean. I mean, my glutes that were crazy striated. It was awesome to be able to see that. But at the same time, I got like fourth place. I was just undersized, you know, yeah. um, I'd also hurt my shoulder during that prep. So it just wasn't really a good, good time. All the way around but yeah so this prep um you know seven weeks with it and and we saw changes at, you know initially and we'll kind of start from from there as well you know um i love coming into a prep and i always try to plan coming into a prep with eating a lot of food i want to be doing minimal cardio if if any at all and i want to be eating a lot of food so my body is going to respond very very well to making cuts of food yep. and making increases in, in cardio and so you know, that to me, that's always worked amazingly. So then I don't end up having to go super deep in calories. I don't have to spend an hour yep. cardio. Well, you know, if you're under eating and overexerting at the beginning, you know, there's only so far you can really go. And yeah. with you being, 
you know, there's not really anything we can do to help that, you know, there's, yeah. you don't have any helpers along the way. No. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent, you know, fully natural and whatnot that, that makes it hard, mm-hmm. hard as well. But yeah. So, uh, so, you know, we, we start kind of diving into it and figuring out the macros and, you know, actually I think you had me eating roughly, you know, 3,300 calories week one, which I was fine with because I was about what I left off with before Europe. Uh, but then we don't see the body respond very well. And plus, th- th- does I, think, I was looking bad already. I think you actually gained a pound the first week. I think I did as well. Because I remember you like freaked out a little bit. A little bit. And then I, I think we were by the bench press. We like, were, like, I think, the no, we, treadmill. we were on the, on the Stairmasters together. Stairmaster. And you I were gave, your cardio. And I gave you a refeed of like 500. I jump on the Stairmasters like, <laughs> dude. We're gonna to to start making some more cuts because I'm not losing weight and I don't want to show up looking looking soft on stage. And you, and were I was like, like no, right. eat more. Yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we're we're gonna increase. And I'm like, oh, but listening, you know, the the thought, and, and you know, kudos to Marcus. You know, it was our first time working together. The first like, I guess, real big decision, and uh, he stuck with it. You know, we did that refeed, and exactly what happened. I think he jumped like two pounds, which was expected, and he freaked out more. But within three days, we were at a new low. Yeah. And the body was moving after that. So it's like when, when he came back, we hit it so hard at the ground running, his body was just kind of stressed out. So we needed to get him to calm down a little bit, uh, let his body relax so we can work the way we want it to work. Because there are times where you do need to force things to happen, especially for stage, because we're going to need deadlines. But if you're far enough out, it's always better to pull back than, than to push forward if, yeah. if given the t- chance you know what i mean of course yeah and, and that, that worked well and i mean i mean t- to your point you know uh there, there's a matter of trust that kind of comes in play with it you know ideally a comp prep coach is going to get somebody you know months and months and months out you know ideally you're going to be able to go through a full off season if if anything yeah. or i mean on top of that if you could do you know a, a cut and an off season and then go into it, that way you actually know the the, the, the client's body, you know how it's going to respond to things. You also know exactly what they're eating when they're coming into that comp prep. And again, ideally, you're not going to give yourself seven weeks to get show ready. Yeah, well, you know, and those refeeds are great tools, man, because it, it let me know like how your body responded to the food. It, it calmed your body down. It created these spikes in your metabolism to help pull down. And like we, I mean, I think we did one like probably anywhere from every four to seven days, depending on. Yeah what your body was doing, but, but these were actual refeeds. This wasn't a cheeseburger and fry refeed. That's not a refeed. That's a cheat meal. Mm. Okay. This was just clean food and more of it, Yep. you know, more rice, more beans, uh, more potatoes, whatever it may be. Um, I, I really agitates the living shit out of me. People like, Oh, I'm getting a refeed. And it's like, you had a burger and fry. Yeah. I'm refeeding. No, that's, that's a cheat meal. Yes. Yeah. Not a refeed. <laughs> there's, well, there's a difference here. And, and, you know, especially cause, cause I've, I've always had cheap meals in there. And so that was, that was definitely a change with it, but it was, it was needed as well. I mean, I had seven weeks and I know you've been in comp prep for, you know, damn near the whole year having minimal cheats, if any, uh, especially anytime recently, I know that hasn't even been an option. Yeah. Me. I, so I went to Vegas for my anniversary Memorial day weekend for my, my wife's second wedding anniversary. And I didn't have a cheat for, Six weeks leading up to Vegas, we were in Vegas for three, three, three days, four days. Yeah. Um, and I, I ate what I wanted, but I didn't gain weight. Like I just, I ate like 
two, maybe three times a day. I did have a couple beers every night, but then when I came back from Memorial Day on, I, yeah, I haven't had a cheat meal either. Uh, yeah. And I, I think cheat meals are very specific. They had their place. Um, but I don't use them a ton because I find people go better off of refeeds because when you're in prep and you get a cheat meal, I, I've done it. You binge it, and you it, binge it turns hard. That on, it turns it on for you. It turns on that, that, that cheating mentality with it. And usually one little meal turns into possibly yeah. two to three. Um, and, and, and again, back, you, all, all you need is that surplus of calories. You yeah. don't need it to come from trash. Bro, 2014, when I was prepping, I remember like I got so lean that I was getting cheats like every three to four days, the last like three weeks. Yeah. And I would literally go to like five guys mm. and eat two burgers and a fry and then go to Krispy Kreme and eat like six donuts. I'd be in so much pain. Yeah that my girlfriend at the time would have to drive home and I would have to like lay back in the seat because I looked like, I looked like a tick that had just fed on a dog for like yeah. a year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean. I've always had a pretty good, um, you know, moderating type of mindset. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, you give me a cookie, I'm gonna eat one cookie. Yeah. But Well, that's how, that's how I am now. But of back course. then, I mean, uh, God, I was- You're a season, you're a season. 20, 20, 21, I think I was 21. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh-uh, there was no holding back then. That's, that's, that's some tough stuff for sure. But yeah, no, so, um, you know, the prep itself, only seven weeks. Like, it's nice knowing that, that that light is at the end of the tunnel with it. You know, I know that uh, we had planned on doing doing Worlds, which is coming up yep. in three or four weeks. And that Great. was that was 100% what the plan was. That was what my eyes were set on. I had to qualify first before I could go do that uh, IPE Worlds up in Liberty, um, I think October 29th. So I had to qualify first. So this was my show to qualify at. Um, you know, I thought about doing a Minnesota show or another show like that. But again, I if I can avoid traveling, I'm going to avoid traveling. Yeah, much save money. Yeah. And, and plus uh, this, it's not called Casey Classic anymore. It's Casey Kingdoms or something of that nature. But Casey Classic is where I got, I, it was my first show in 2015 when I won my novice class and got second in overall, um, which is wild. Just missing my pro card on my very first time with that, just doing physique. Um, and then two years later, I won that, that same show for, uh, and that's where I got my pro card for, uh, IPE classic physique. Uh, but so, yeah, it was, it was cool to kind of come back home to that show, but then, um, yeah, you know, there was a multitude of things that, that, you know, kind of pushed me into, to making the decision to, to not doing that show. One of which, you know, coming into this prep, I'd got some labs done, um, uh, you know, a couple, couple months prior. And I didn't like some of the numbers. I didn't get them rechecked right before prep, but you know, I'd already kind of made the decision. I needed, I, need, I, I want to do this show. And so I kind of pushed through with that and nothing was crazy out of whack, but just thinking, you know, in terms of coming back to that family side of things, you know? Um, yeah. None of it, none of it was bad. like, was a red flag that was like, no. we are not prepping. Cause I, I've had those uh, not with myself, but with clients, with clients. And you tell them um, not to as, as a yeah. good, good coach. Well, I, I won't touch it. Like yeah. I, I, my name's not going to be on it. Yes. Um, but with you, you know, we made some, some supplement changes and then yeah. damn, you know, you got your blood work done post show and it was better than what it was before. I yeah. was like, well, son of a bitch, like we yeah. kept going. <laughs> yes. Yes. But then, you know, you're so secondarily not knowing where my labs were at then after kind of seeing some things that had me a little bit nervous early on in the year. But then ultimately when it comes down to it, you know, number one, did it help that I didn't get the placing that I, I wanted? No, that definitely didn't help. And that might've been a, definitely a factor of me going into this next one. But then the secondarily part uh, is, you know, I'm thinking about this from a family's perspective. Nicole and I would love to start trying to have a kid in the next year or so. And just thinking about that is that 
I know a lot of things are going to start down-regulating, especially the deeper we get into mm -hmm. a cut. You know, to, to get show ready in that amount of time, based off where my metabolism was, we had to drop fats super, super low. Um, I've done that before. Um, but again, I was like, okay, I got another seven weeks of this as well. Mm -hmm. I already know my test is going down. I know that, you know, my free test is for sure going down. I know that my thyroid is probably getting into a worse state just because I'm in the middle of a comp prep. And that's kind yeah. of what happens. Things start kind of down-regulating. And so then, you know, when it came, you know, push came to shove with it, I'm thinking if Nicole was doing something that would make it harder for her to get pregnant, I would ask her, is it worth it? Is, yeah. that, is, is, that, is that worth us, you know, struggling to have a baby or whatever the case would be? Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of think about it like that. So, you know, it was, it, was, it was a multifaceted decision with it and one that was very, very hard for me to make to not make, you know, to not do that second show with it. But ultimately, you know, I got the one show done. I felt good with it. I had a bunch of, uh, you know, photo shoots. Part of the reason why I compete anymore anyways, because it, it boosts business. You know, it shows yeah. that I know what I'm doing. I can, I can preach it and then I can go live it as well. Um, well, you know, and people, people, people want someone who looks the part. They do. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like you ever say, I don't like, don't, don't trust a skinny chef. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to be a fat trainer. Yeah. Not fat, but like out of shape trainer. You know of what course. I mean? It's, yeah. And, you know, especially when, when a lot of my clients come into me looking at, to, to lose body fat, I got to show that I know how to do this as well. And that I can, I can do it whenever I want to do it, whenever I need to do yeah. it. Uh, and to be able to teach that as well. And, you know, I hadn't competed in three years. I was also missing, missing the stage. And really, you know, doing that first show, it, it crossed a lot of boxes for me. You know, the, the two boxes that didn't really cross for me, that, and this is the reason why it was super hard to not do it, is number one, I told myself I wanted to do it, um, you know, a year ago, two years ago. I told myself I wanted to do it earlier this year. And then the second thing was, was kind of quitting on you after I'd already communicated mm -hmm. to you that I wanted to do that show. Um, and so while those things were super hard, I, I'm also proud of that because I did – the easier thing would have been to just stick with it and do it. Um, the harder thing to me was doing all that, that self-reflection about the reasons why I, I don't think I should be doing this at this point. Uh, the reason why I don't want to do this and then, and then making that decision. As yeah. well. And now, and now yeah. I feel, I feel great with it. I feel a hundred percent at peace with, with that decision. Good. And you should, and you know, I want to, I want to go back to that. What I said about that trainer thing, that sounded kind of harsh. You know what I mean? It's not everyone can look like, a Marcus year round. And I've always given Marcus shit that I'm like, dude, you just look like a beach model year round. I don't get it. You know what I mean? But all trainers, like we, we all have different genetics. We all have our different set points, but like we, we, there are trainers who like may not be shredded year round, but you can tell they still train. They can still, they work out. They live the lifestyle. They eat the meals. You know what I mean? Just some of us struggle a little more. I, I know I'm one of them. Like I, I get kind of sloppy my off season and I still look like I train, but like, I'm not lean by any means, but like, I'm talking more of like the trainers that you walk in at a box gym to your session and your trainers walking in with a bag of McDonald's, you know, that's not setting the example very well. We need, we need to lead yes. by example. Yes. Yes. I, I, I think, I think it's good. You clarified yeah. that, but yeah, I, that can't, I, I just, I didn't mean it's come off harsh. It just came off harsh. So I, I wanted to clarify it's, it's, it. You know what it's, I mean? It's a hundred percent true though. You should look the part, you know, I, I, to me, I think that that should, should be an extension of it as well for, you know, police officers. I think that yeah. teachers, you know, elementary school teachers, you've got little kids looking up to you. Their parents are probably not living a very healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. because most Americans do not. So even though you are working so hard as a teacher, emulate the other healthy habits as well. Instead of drinking a diet Coke yeah. in front of a kid or a full on Coke, or even worse, you know, a big, big, you know, fountain drink from, from quick trip or whatever is 
and drink that stuff at home, drink that stuff, you know, on your, on your plan time, but don't do it in front of the kids. And so yeah. my thing is you should be living, uh, you know, that, that lifestyle that, that mm -hmm. is super important that everybody kind of sees. Yeah. You know, I mean, take it as like, you know, our, our manager at the gym, you know what I mean? Yeah. She has an amazing story. She lost over a hundred pounds, you know what I mean? And, and is she a teeny tiny twig who looks shredded year round? No, but you know what she does do? She works her ass off. She trains hard and she eats her meals and, and she sets a great example for her clients. So that's, yeah. that's what I mean by like, you don't have to be shredded all the time to be a trainer, but like you do need to set the example. You definitely do. Yeah. You definitely do a hundred percent. So, yeah, but yeah, man, it's, and I think, you know, I'm, we kind of had that talk in the office and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I could tell you were upset and, you know, that's why I was even like, Hey, you know, let's give it a day. You know what I mean? Let's make sure. And I think that's what was really mature about the decision you made was that you didn't text me Sunday morning. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I was still pissed off like Monday when I came in about that show. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I felt like, I felt like you got hosed. Um, but you know what? You took a couple of days, you thought about it. You talked to your wife, mm -hmm. you mapped out what you had coming up, mm -hmm. you know, what was advantageous of staying on versus, uh, coming out of it. You know what I mean? And I, I think those are things that we need to really think about, you know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes when you're wrapped up into it and you've already put in all this work, you're like, Oh, it's, I mean, it's only another six weeks. Like I've already gone this far, Yeah. but I mean, maybe not for you. Cause you only went seven weeks, but like, you know, I've been there, you know, I'm like in 2018, you know, that was a really rough prep for me. And mm. I was very selfish and I did a lot of things that weren't great as a spouse. And it, it, you know, it was really rough on Tatiana and I, and we, we were very close to like not making it. And my selfish ass, I was like, ah, there's no show in two weeks. I'm going to do that one because I'm already in shape. And I should have just pulled out and focused yeah. on my family. And like hindsight's 2020, that was an awful mistake for me, yeah. but I did make the effort to at least try to make my family better during that time. Yes. And I made it an even bigger priority after that show, but I shouldn't have done that show. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I know exactly. And, and, you know, that's another part of this as well. Um, I've always ran my business. I've always, you know, been a teacher through these bodybuilding shows that I've done. Uh, but this was the first one where, you know, essentially I'm working 70 hour weeks right now between teaching full time, my coaching job full time, and then training at body shop. Um, not to mention trying to balance some social outings and seeing friends and seeing family. And on top wrangling me man you know i'm like you're like what about this i'm like oh yeah yeah we're doing that <laughs> yeah 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 exactly you know yeah yeah exactly we, we got calls we got zooms you know all that good stuff so like on top of of, of of a normal comp prep in a perfect situation if you didn't have a job you didn't have a family to support and you had 24 hours a day to do the work for for a show it's still a lot of work it's still it's a lot of work dude it's you only have so much yeah and and so so now you toss in every aspect and not to say that every other competitor doesn't have that i'm not saying that whatsoever i mm -hmm. definitely recognize that but it does make it harder on the family aspect of it and when you're already already doing all that stuff then you're having to get to the gym yeah. and, and 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 not you know right now i have the option to not go to the gym i'm going to go to the gym i'm, I'm not going to just sleep in and skip the gym but if i fall asleep super late that night and i only got five or six hours of sleep it's not the end of the world. I can skip that gym the next day. I can get some good sleep the next night and then go the next day. When you're a prep, it isn't exactly like that. And more importantly, I'm very regimented about one thing in particular, and that's always sleep. So then I've got this bedtime, this hardcore, like, like I'm a, you know, uh, in the military, like I'm going to bed at this time every night. 
And that's, it's not super flexible. You know, you can't yeah. really live in the moment whenever you're in prep. And so that's just another thing that it just makes it harder on, on the spouse. And I, I commend Nicole and every single, you know, spouse out there of a competitor that it's, it, it's harder on them than it is on the competitor in a lot of ways, because they're not getting the reward of stepping on stage and seeing all that hard work pay off. Yeah. All they're getting is, is to see you do it. And that's awesome. But still, that is very, very difficult. So it's, it, it's really hard on the spouse. It is, man. And like you said, like every competitor goes through that. Like we all have things we're doing. Like, yeah. you know, I'm doing it right now. But like, you know, what, what does it come back to? And that's, you know, kind of one of the pillars that we named the show after. And that's family. And I, I talked to a lot of bodybuilders about that. And my number one thing is don't let bodybuilding break your family. Yeah. Bodybuilding is a very short time in our lives. We're not going to compete forever. <sighs> I mean, most people, they're going to get into the sport and they're done in three years. Yeah. You know, they're over it. So, you know, like, let's say, but let's say you follow it and you do it for 20 years. That's 20 years. If you live to be 70, that's nothing. You know what I mean? And so, like, you're going to give up everything for 20 years of your life to, to yeah. be lonely afterwards. No, I'd much rather, I'd rather give up bodybuilding. If Tatiana came to me tomorrow and was like, either you give it up or I'm done, yeah. bye. Eat, not to bite her but like yeah <laughs> yeah bye to bodybuilding you know yeah. I mean? bye see you later no yeah. uh yeah man it's you know you have to prioritize your family because they're the ones who are almost sacrificing more than you you know they're yeah. sacrificing their time they're not they're not getting the same person that they fell in love with or they're used to you know what i mean if you have kids you're not giving the kids the same amount of attention like a lot of things slip you know what i mean yeah. And that was one of the things I started really, really recognizing, you know, I'm trying to carve out the time for her and, and to be present in that moment and not be thinking about my next meal, but thinking about what time I got to get tomorrow or the client console or whatever the case is. But then on top of that, you know, I come home to my big 110 pound Rottweiler who's just so excited to see me. And I'm like, dude, I don't have the energy for you. Like, yeah. I, I need you to get away from me. And I'm like, I can't, I can't be doing that. That's, that's, well, that's not good. And, and what's the point? What is bodybuilding giving me that's more important than the, the love I have here at home and the happiness we have here. And, you know, bodybuilding should be able to add value to your life. And if it's sucking all the value out of it, then what it's are you not doing? worth it? And ultimately, you know, the people who that might be worth it to are the people who are getting paid good money to do that. And that is a tiny, tiny fraction of, yeah. of the amount the 1 of 1% actually... of the 1% yes. of the 1%. Yes. The, the, the people who are actually getting paid for it and are, have all the sponsors with it. So if you're not to that point and don't get me wrong, you have to work your ass off to get to that point, but only so many people are going to make it to that point anyway. So unless you're really getting that much out of it, then it's, it's going to end up taking away a lot unless yeah. you find that, that healthy balance with it. And, and yeah. you, you can do it the right way with that. And, and honestly, having a coach that can educate you on that side of things is, is super, super key because there's so much that goes into it. Um, so yeah, the rest of us are all crappy people who coach and make podcasts and, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, it's, you need to. And, and I, and I think as a coach, you know what I mean? We, we need to help educate, you know what I mean? Um, and, and help people through that with their family and stuff like that. And, and let them know when like, you think they're making a mistake, you know what I mean? Yeah. And not oh, forcing them, not forcing them into a show because you need to market yourself when yeah. their home life isn't straight. And that, you know, that's one of the most important things. And, goes back to the intake forms like what, what's your home life like like what's your support system like because if you don't have a support system it's going to be that much harder definitely definitely and then, and then and if you do have a support system or if you just have a significant other family members or you know i on the zoom call that i got off of, of my clients tonight as well 
um, you know, having those conversations with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, because, you know, part of that working with people or family life and stuff like that is going out to eat or it's, it's eating lunch together or whatever the case is. And if you don't communicate your needs or your reasons why you're doing something and why these goals are important to you, and this is how you need to reach those goals. If those things are not communicated, then you're going to be left in this, in this situation where do I do it and, and, let it override what my goals are and what I'm trying to do, or do I say no and then feel like I'm insulting them or yeah. I'm not giving them quality time. Whereas if you just communicate it upfront, this is what I'm doing. This is the time frame and that I'm doing it. This is why I'm doing it and why it's important to me. The average person, especially if they're a good, an actual friend of yours or somebody who truly cares about you, they want to see you reach whatever goals it is you do have. And more times than not, they're going to, they're going to tweak what they're doing for that meal or for that moment to make it easier on you as well. So just, communication just goes a, a, a long, long way. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, they sacrifice too. Like, you know, me, me, myself, my wife and my sister, like we went to first watch every Saturday. We haven't gone in months and they're like, I, ho I hope you get a free meal this weekend. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. The first watch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, exactly. So they've having to change their routines and get yeah. up something that they, they've always loved. Um, and not for any choice of their own, but, 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 of, but of yours. And so just recognizing that as well. And then also making sure that in the off season, you're, you're, you're fully embracing that amount of time, yep. um, you know, and making sure that you're giving, giving that back tenfold because, because you took it away from them for a little yeah. bit. No, hundred percent. So, yeah. So let's, I mean, we kind of went off on a tangent, but back yeah, we to did. like, back to your stuff, like, you know, at the end of the day, we, we pulled it together really good. Um, peak week was great. I felt like it went really flawless mm -hmm. you know we didn't really change a lot we didn't i think I, I didn't really manipulate even water sodium anything we just slowly increased carbs every day uh we kept your water the same and back, backed off the cardio yeah backed off cardio had a couple of normal normal training days on monday tuesday then tapered off by the end of the week uh yeah didn't have to do any cardio that week that was nice added the food in and i felt i felt really good coming to the show and i felt great show day i love that love the pictures and stuff that i saw of, of what i brought to the stage um, yeah. and, and then, and then since then, you know, the, the, the diet after the diet, uh, which is so, so crucial is that, that, that rebound phase, that reverse dieting phase and making sure you hit that right. Um, not that we need to dive totally into this. Um, I think we can save that for a whole nother topic. Yeah. We can do a whole nother episode on reverse dieting. Of course. But just to kind of show kind of where we've gone over the past, you know, since that show, one of the good things with it is that I was only in that super strict deficit for about seven weeks versus a 12 or 16 or 20 week prep where everything's going to be super down regulated. Everything bounces back the shorter times that you're doing it. So I only did it for seven weeks. So my body has been able to bounce back pretty quick versus in the past when it has been a longer prep like that. So I think, you know, prior to peak week, we're at, we're at like 1700 calories that lat like that week three, week two, leading up to peak week, uh, maybe closer to 2000 calories, which again was low for me, but given the circumstances, we had to take it down that yeah. Um, and so then each week we've been able to increase up a little bit. You know, you gave me a full weekend, uh, after that show to enjoy myself within reason, of course, which I'm not going to go overboard on it. Uh, but yeah, so now I'm, I'm back up to, I think I'm eating about 3000 calories a day, give or take right now. And I'm up a pound and a half. Yeah, a pound. Show day. Well, I, th I think what helped a lot is that, you know, you were just straight up with me and honest and you're like, Hey, 
I have like a lot of stuff this week. Like we have this engagement, that engagement, a wedding. So I was like, so you're going to have like four cheats this week. So I'm not even going to touch your calories. Yep. We're just, we're just going to stay the same. Yep. I let you get it out of your system. Yep. The next week, what's next? Take the week out of the gym. Have fun. If you want to go in, talk, get a pump, leave. Like, yeah. let's let the body calm down. And yeah. then we, I don't think we even added food to like the second or third week. Like, yeah. And then, and then after that, like the, the body just sucked it up. And, you know, we got, we talked last week, you know, your sleep had been jacked up for a couple of weeks. We got that situated. Yep. Uh, yeah. And your body's rocking and rolling right now, man. It's going to be, you know, we're keeping you lean for uh, the Olympia. Yeah. Which I'm not competing at the Olympia. So yeah. cool as that'd be, but underestimated has a booth there. The, the, uh, the one of my sponsors and good friends, Danny from underestimated. So yeah, we're going out there. So I want to look and feel my best. Um, ideally eating a decent amount of food alongside looking and feeling my, my best, but for that, the Olympia expo. Which is funny because like, I almost forgot. So when you updated me this week, I was like typing out what I wanted and it was going to be like a pretty decent calorie in, uh, influx. Mm. I was like, oh shit. No, wait, never mind. I was like, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Back it up. So yeah, man, I, I think overall, like the prep went really good considering where we started. And, how and, we ended and the, think, the four month leading into it which to me was not ever how i want to enter a prep so i appreciate you helping knock it out yeah man i appreciate you giving me the the chance and next time you know i'd like to have maybe 12 weeks maybe, you know maybe yeah and, get and, and we'll be rocking a full-on off season for yep. at least a year or two leading into see if we show. see if we can put on like three to five pounds of tissue and go from there definitely and i've never had a coach during off season. i've always done my own thing which then allows you to be not as intense in the gym or not as focused on my diet. So I'm really excited to see what that looks like having a coach in the off season and see what we can accomplish. Yeah. Especially, you know, and then when summer comes, we can hit some sessions together. You know what yes. I mean? That's always, uh, I think that's yes. really good for, for me and you, you know what I mean? It's always oh, nice definitely. to have someone you can hit some sessions with. So definitely. Yeah. You know, I think that's good for today, man. I think we uh, nailed that out. We'll come back next week and uh, get it again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good luck at the show. I know I'll see you the next few days, but yeah. yeah. Are you at the gym tomorrow? Um, oh, I don't know, actually. I'll try to squeeze in there and at least say, say what's up. But yeah, I'll be in there. I'll be in there tomorrow night. I have clients until 6.30, I think. And you got to get so I'll, I'll, the Colts game. Yeah, I'll be there from 4 to 6.30 tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, if I don't see you, good luck. I'll be texting. Yeah, you. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you'll text me within four minutes of me waking up tomorrow. Probably so. Probably so. <laughs> All right, right Broski. Hey, right. also, well, Never mind. This is going to be posted too late. I was going to tell people to vote on our logo, but it's going to be way too late. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. All right. Y'all have a good night. Marcus, I'll see you later, man. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. See you, bud. All right. Bye, guys.